0: the trevor jackson podcast
1: hey i got my boy cam back on the trevor jackson podcast for part two man how you doing today my brother
2: man i'm doing great enjoying being alive and living life the best as i can and it's early in the morning here in germany so if y'all tuning in, guten Morgan and if you're tuning in to where well, the stakes is in the morning, too, huh?
1: Man, it's 5.07 a.m. we conducting this situation, my huh,
2: brother. <laughs> you see, that's what I'm saying? We feeling good. The grind don't stop y'all. It's a pleasure to be here on the Trevor Jackson Podcast Show.
1: Hey, man. <laughs> hey, man. I'm going to play us a, little, a record to get the, the vibe going or whatever before we get into the conversation. Wet we guzzle. Chris Lighty lit me in a few times with nines. That song got you. feel Wish about, you about you that nines. It me harder. Look at me roll my chain on. Try to book me. You gone. Goons, Italian leathers. Couple bottles of Dom. Took risk. This
2: ain't what you want. This rules. Yeah. And now didn't change up his flow or nothing.
1: Hey, how you feel about that new nines right now, Cam?
2: Actually, it's funny. My, my homie just came by a couple of days ago. And Did you hear the dude Nas But I've seen the little um like blogs and stuff like that hit that he teamed up with Hip Boy, so I was actually more motivated to listen to it. Because I'm a big Nas fan, but the last I ain't gonna lie, the last album I ain't really care for. That yeah. double disc is probably the the one I really was still bumping. I don't know the name of, but he had his dad featured on there. Oh yeah. yeah. But it was a double disc album. So I like that one. But so I listened to King's Disease maybe a couple of days ago. At first I was like, hit the first song. All right, and then I hit the next one, and then the by the, by two hours later, I realized I was listening to every track for track and had to go back and listen to the intro. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Hit boy did cool on that thing, man.
2: Hit boy did Yeah, that. and I don't,
1: I don't know if he did
2: every track or not. I didn't look at it that close, but if he did, that's crazy. If he worked with some other people, but I think he did majority of it, but still that collaboration is dope. And how Nas just, well, Nas did, Nas did, did his thing lyrically, all that stuff. And then they matched it up with that younger kind of modern sound. As opposed suppose I think what he did with the other album it kind of yeah yeah was, when people can kind of they can hear it on their ears, the ears of beats then he actually spitting so the, I know a lot of younger folks probably don't even know the history about Nas but yeah Nas was one of the yeah, man of the golden it, era. This <clears> album
1: is so crazy to me, even though we talking about Cam right now, but this album so crazy to me, fam. It's just like Hit Boy did the production, so it's 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 like. The new school, the old school, it's all blending. It's just a beautiful thing. It's just a great record.
2: Yep, yeah, and a shout-out to whoever engineered that thing, too.
1: Yeah, they showed out. They showed out. But, you know, <laughs> like, uh, I don't know if you had this already in uh, progress or whatever, but the ending of part one of the, the interview that we did the last time, yeah. I said on there, I said... uh. When we come back for part two, we're going to have to talk about the different cultures of eating from Germany and uh, the United States. And I didn't know that you had uh, cooking under the influence. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So
2: that that, that started because I always cook and I'm always eating. I'm always at different restaurants and stuff. Everybody knows I like food. Mm-hmm. So my, my homie, uh, Corey Wilson, he, he's, he did a lot of videos for me, whatever, does my photo shoots and he said, he came over one time I was just making beats and I was doing exactly what the first episode was, but we just redid it. But he was just like, let's just give it a shot, do this one. And then we did the first episode. And after that, people was like, this is dope. Y'all need to keep going. But at the same time, I, I'm the type of guy that stay in my lane. So I ain't no chef, chef. So I was just like, how about we go to restaurants and we go to different different artists and stuff. And then we they show their favorite, uh, how they cook their meals or whatever. Because I'm a badass. I can fry chicken wings, you know what I'm saying? So uh, I got one episode. <laughs> So we did that and um yeah it just kept growing and so as we kept uh putting together different episodes we just started building the team and everything so we not we got drones and we had all the professional stuff and somebody asked me a real important question, uh older cat, he said, Man, what you need to do is when you when you own your equipment, so you don't have to rent it but I was like, Man, we do own it. So like all the cameras and stuff is part of the team, the sound, the the music we're doing and the creativity of putting the jokes in there and how the show should be and we adjust it. To whoever we're interviewing, so that's why it's called cooking under the influence. Yeah. So it's whatever influence uh that the chef or the guest is under. So uh-huh. we got gospel, we got a gospel episode coming up. Uh just everything like we under the influence of anything that makes you be who you are. So if you got a business and you like to cook, we come in and we're gonna support your business. we will gonna put your link, your pictures, your everything. It's all about whoever we interview. And I'm just a host. Yeah. And so yeah. it's going good. we on the tenth episode. We're recording the tenth episode tomorrow, but um, yeah. In the food culture, I would say it's kind, of, it's not as yeah, seasoned as the South.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but they kind of eat a lot of the they they eat a lot of um pork, potatoes, uh, sausage, they, the yeah, sausages, uh, sauerkraut. Yeah, that's like. No, that is It really is. I think it's like cabbage.
1: Yeah, it's like soaking like cabbage soaked in vinegar or something like that. Something like that. I don't know. Yeah,
2: yeah, but that. But you you know better than me because I heard you be shuffling it up too. But <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: but yeah. So in different regions, it's, it's almost like the beer. Like every town have their own beer. Every like region has their own version of sauerkraut or whatever the way they do it. You might have a purple one or a white cabbage or blend. But it, it, I mean, you get used to it. But um, yeah, the food yeah they they eat pretty heavy over here. A lot of a lot of frits, that's French fries. Mm. Um, yeah, curry verse, brat versus and then my favorite, everybody knows the schnitzel.
1: Schnitzel, <laughs> yeah, I heard about that. Bratwurst and schnitzel that, is that what they eat? Like, do that go together?
2: They they eat a lot of stuff. I mean, you we you would like it because it's just like the south where you vegan now, but. <laughs> if, if my meat eaters out there, it's, it's like a big pork chop, basically. It's fr-
1: <laughs> okay, schnitzel. That's a it's just a thinner. Chop.
2: Yeah, it's thinner without the bone. They they fry it. You can have the Rom schnitzel, the Jaeger schnitzel, mm. any type of schnitzel. And basically, the the schnitzel is the meat part. The, so the Rom is the type of sauce, and the Jaeger is a different type of sauce. It doesn't have alcohol. The Jager schnitzel does not have alcohol, so y'all. So what is what
1: uh, like? I don't know <laughs> the language. So what? Uh, is Jaeger what do you consider Jaeger what like I know the name drink Jaeger Meister but you said that it's a sauce Jaeger
2: yeah and uh I haven't done the, uh the investigation about that yeah I just know it doesn't have any alcohol and it doesn't taste like anything like Jaeger Meister it's like a brown mushroom sauce okay and so okay. I'm gonna have to find out who Jaeger is Jaeger might be somebody <laughs> <No>? <laughs>
1: So like after the end of the first podcast we was talking about the difference of the food cultures. Then I look up a month later, I said, Damn, my boy got a whole show about cooking now. So
2: Yeah, um, man, we went to we went to Chef Flavor, like uh Chef Flavor and uh Fresh, they have a um it's a, a American duo. They here uh represent they one is in the military, one's retired, I believe. But they, they cook here the, the American style and we went, man, they, they ordered a uh Tomahawk steak. They did Tomahawk steak. They did the they did the fried chicken, of course. But yeah. The, mm-hmm. So they representing the African American culture. Too, so that was cool. That episode, we went to a Mexican restaurant. We had uh, different singers from over here that they tour around Italy and everywhere, all around Europe. And they they really close friends. So it was like the 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 concept made sense because my homie had the idea mm-hmm. and he's kind of new here. So he was just like, man, everybody know you. So can you be the host? And I was just like, boom. So We just did it as a um, team, really. It wasn't really, we ain't started with no money, like, nothing. We started from zero, right in my my house, making beats, going from scratch, like, let's see what it do. And and people are popping. Yeah, (laughs) and it just started popping out, so we're going to, like, Frankfurt next week. We're hitting, that's the first uh, big city we're going to. That's Mm -hmm. gonna be episode 11. But yeah, just the organizing and doing that is, is really, Simple. Working with a close team, we don't have a big circle, but it, it, I work easier with a small circle. <laughs>
1: uh, Germany is a country, a uh, continent. It ain't a continent. It's a country, ain't it?
2: Germany, yeah. Germany is the uh, country inside of uh, Europe.
1: And Frankfurt is the capital.
2: Uh, I believe Berlin is the
1: capital. Berlin. Yeah, you're right. You're right about that. I just I like to learn, Cam, and I appreciate, you know what I mean, you coming on giving me the knowledge, you know what I mean? Oh no, you good, man,
2: I try, I try to give as much as I can, and I'm the same way, I learn something new every day. <laughs> still,
1: yeah, yeah, you got to, you ain't ne- we ain't never too old enough to learn, you know what I'm saying? Yeah.
2: yeah exactly, and that's why I kind of like this process, It's kind of stepping away from the music, mm-hmm. but I'm still doing the music on the side, but when I get into this element, I'm just hosting and meeting the people and seeing how they cook, and, and I'm, I'm intrigued with that type of stuff too. Seeing, I, like, I, I I fry chicken a lot and I never put, I never, I've heard about the mustard on it, but the dude soaked it in mustard, mm. and I, I was just like, oh, and then he sees it, and he's like, that's how the season stick I was just like, ah, oh, thank you. Okay,
1: okay. <laughs> I wonder if he, see, he sees it in liquid mustard or in powdered mustard, because they have powdered mustard seasoning also.
2: I, I, he had the uh, liquid mustard straight out the bottle that you normally put on your hot dog or something. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, he did it like that, but uh, I'm pretty sure that worked too. Dog. I'm pretty sure that's good too. But I, I'm gonna I'm be trying the mustard, mustard cheese powder, or the mustard because mm-hmm. that's that was delicious. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's what's up, man. And I they wish had, they had my be other camera. With that show, dog, because I see Cam on Food Network.
2: Man, we just got hit up by a dude in the states saying he's gonna take all the episodes. But it's it's like I see it almost like the music business. Like now, people are coming like with different business uh, ventures and coming out of the woodworks. They see you doing something, so you always gotta keep your eyes open when you're doing something positive to make sure you keep that tight, tightly wrapped. Yeah, yeah. don't know It's good. Like I've I've done it long enough where I learned to get constructive criticism and I learned to see where if somebody's coming in for some other reasons. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's just keeping your eyes open and we, we, we still working to make it get to that platform. But yeah, for shoot, it's it's open. Like we control it, everything. So the possibilities are
1: endless. It's crazy. (laughs) You said that, uh, people are coming now and that's a good way for me to segue into a question. I was going to ask you about the music business cause like, uh, you got to take those strategies that you learned from the music business and every, uh, Everything that you do now, because like the same way you could get a record deal, mm-hmm. it's the same way somebody could come with a television situation and try to get you under contract. And you know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. Place, the places where you, we met each other at in the South, guys are uh they that's all they striving for is to get a record deal. And Cam done attained a record deal. Yeah. So. T- tell them guys what yep. they should expect if you can or, or what they should do should they stay independent or what they should expect when they sign that contract on that deal or whatever
2: the the first thing i'll say what i learned is when you sign that contract you pretty much sign into uh work harder than you were working before when you signed it <laughs> mm. because you 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 sign into certain obligations you have to stick to it the amount of singles you releasing in this So if you that type of person that understands the contract and all that stuff is cool. Um, but if, if you're not willing to work with anybody or collaborate, it's not a smart move because you have, you have to work with these people. Once you sign that thing, like for me, I have to finish the contract. Yeah. Like I signed it for 10 years, Mm. but in my contract, you have to read every part and there's, my contract looked like a, um, sketchbook because there's so many X's and, <laughs> <laughs> and this is what I ain't this is what I ain't doing, this is what I'm doing. And the person who signs you pretty much knows you like so who I signed was uh I'm blessed that he's almost like my brother. Mm. So we had a little ups and downs a little falling out, but we also grown enough to straighten it out and continue working. But yet the the main thing is understanding that contract, know exactly what it means because when I I mean when I started like like it's like you have main words in every little business like that people just automatically shoot around like then it makes it sound like they know what they're talking about like you automatically know oh, i need this copywriter oh i need a manager oh, i need a publisher and these are just words that and i'm saying from my my perspective because i used to do it yeah i had no clue what these people were supposed to be doing yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, what <with> their job <laughs> but i knew the
2: name yeah and i was like okay i need that I need that and then i had all that then i was like where's business what the and so I was learning at the same time what each person did. And I was like, well, I kind of do that. I kind of do that. I was like, I really don't need an engineer or I don't need a producer or I, I need this. I need a distribution. So understanding the lingo pretty much don't, yeah, don't go around saying it if you don't know what it is. Cause some people don't have a good art. They just know they have to get you and they are like, Oh, this guy I don't know. And they'll sign, they'll sign. It. I mean, they'll let you sign, it. but yeah, just being aware of what you sign and, and, and yeah, that's what I would say. Yeah. yeah, just be aware of what you sign and, and when you do sign, you're going to have to work double, double time because oh. you're going to still want to do what you want to do. You're going to still you got to have that work ethic because I was still putting out mixtapes. They told me not to do mixtapes. I did three mixtapes. <laughs> you want to do <laughs> because what
1: you want I knew do I needed, and you got to do what you're obligated yeah. to at the same time.
2: Yeah, you got to be able to do that. So while I was doing those mixtapes, I was doing original songs on the side, like working with pop artists in Romania. Going on Spain promo tours with different uh, pop, pop boy bands that was on the label and stuff like So I had to still do that, but they allow me, they saw me working kind of double time because I'll I come home, make beats, do the trackouts, all that, stuff, write the song, record it on my laptop here, send it yeah. to them, make sure they then go up there, record to some more stuff. And I'll be still writing on the train going up there. And mm-hmm. so it was just like, you gotta, gotta be wor- working working. even if they did an original song and I'm like I ain't feeling that original track I'll do it but at the same time I'm gonna record like three or four tracks that I like after that and then I'm gonna release those and then they can do what they wanna do with the uh... <laughs> yeah but that's how that's how I did it and um, one of my close friends we was just talking yesterday cause I had a, uh incident this weekend where I don't really go out that much and I ended up having to go out and I had to be out and I was like maybe a few years ago I got stabbed in the head by just walking Mm. Around the, the city, so I, the dude that was with me, close friend, he was just like, "I don't understand why you don't like being," because something happened where I wasn't supposed to be down there, and I was like, "Man," I'm, and then he started laughing because I was taking taxis everywhere,
0: yeah,
2: to the corners. But I had a flashback, like I'm not even trying to be in that uh, situation no more. Like yeah. again, like I haven't been in that area a long time like that. So just keeping keeping your mind focused, knowing what you're doing when you sign that record contract, you got to know exactly you got to be responsible for it. like even yeah you got to be responsible for your health your image your mm. everything is
1: there. Yeah, and how you, you present yourself your health and your protection and all of that that's that's wild. once you sign that contract because people depending on yeah
0: you. yeah they depended
2: on you and then if something happens like man i was, I was a wild boy but i was supposed to be assessors. I'm they picked me up at the hospital i was supposed to do a show with little john in spain Messed around, broke my leg. They was picking me up. After, my mom calling the manager. Y'all better get him back to Germany.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you've so it's been a wild boy.
2: Yeah, wild. Yeah, a, yeah. Oh, I, I know it, man. I be telling people stories, and they look at me, and I'm like, Yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But hey, it's 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 um yeah yeah you, know, you know if you down in it in it for a reason or if you, it's a purpose, but yeah, like my friend said, she was just like. Some artists be like, "Cam, how'd you get your start?" But I used to run in DJ booths when I was when I got back over to Germany, mm-hmm. like with my music. And like I said, like I had like five seconds to to have that mic and get control over the crowd before the security come running up. So by the time I run up in the DJ booth, grab the mic, and boom, let's turn up, hey, or whatever I got to do to get that crowd to get their hands up before the security gets to me. That was my obje- objective. So by the time security gets to me, I look at the crowd and the crowd's responding. Leave me alone. Oh, so I did that man. for like maybe maybe five to six clubs. And so after I would leave, there's like three DJs in there. One of them would at least hit me back and it was just like, man, how can I find your music? When can I drop your next song? So then the next time I come in the club, I'm going to walk in the DJ booth and they play my next band and they play it and then I'm out of there. So I just... Yeah, I just work, and that was without the label. So you have to have that initiative, that self uh, confidence or whatever. But and yeah, I was it's crazy wow.
1: if you can obtain the crowd within five to ten. Five sec you said five. I'm trying to make up something by saying ten. You said five seconds. Nah, you got yeah, five seconds because that security's coming. <laughs> <laughs> hey, something you said you said something uh previously that I wanted to touch on. Uh you said that you work with pop artists. And uh a lot of yeah. people like most of the time, I there's people that's listening to my podcast. They into hip hop and R and B or whatever. So I know mm-hmm. I know what pop is. I I know it's a few artists that's pop. But what is Cam's definition of pop? Pop music. Um,
2: I would say I mean the original name comes from popular popular music. Yeah, that's what that's why I said pop. But um, I'll say that steady four on the floor beat, mm-hmm. or whatever. Um. The popular sounds, the uh, let's say, let's say who's a pop person right now? Right now, I would put Molly Cyrus in the pop when she ain't rap. But like nowadays, you can go so many ways. Cause like to me, rap is R and B to me. Some some of the rappers are singing more yeah, on all these of hard, them hard, hard beats.
1: The, all of them singing in auto tune now.
2: Yeah. <laughs> 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 so, so it's like that's me, But uh, we we I'm not that one But if we come from a different music. Uh, yeah. Era, but yeah, that pop, pop is like the, these boy bands out here, and they still have those teeny groups over here, they still wear wearing they Jodacy outfits, but <laughs>
1: <laughs> with the Jodacy boots,
0: <laughs>
2: the pop on is, they, they have that European sound, that, that worldly sound, mm-hmm. and it's not necessary. You. I mean, I don't do pop music, but they, they call me and I. And sometimes I do uh, just writing for them, like songwriting for some pop songs. Or like they ask me because you can sing, but you still have to have no harmonies and stuff. And so that's my background is where my whole family does music. So I also went to school to learn about it. But just having an ear for it, but that pop music, yeah, is Justin Timberlake. Uh, What'd you consider Drake pop? Was- I did, see, now, Drake, that's, that's a different... He, he's an all-arounder.
1: <laughs> <laughs> is that a Drake word, Drake can get on a pop song. Huh? Is that a word, Cam? <laughs> you said all around. If, if it ain't, I just made it
2: a <laughs> <laughs> I told y'all this early, man. But all. Yeah. But yeah, he's an all-arounder. Because it depends what song he's... Because I heard songs, and I'm like, man, who is that? They were like Drake. Then I hear somebody rapping, I'm like, man, that dude's spitting. That was Drake. I'm like, okay, dang. He do everything. He do
1: reggae. He do pop. He do yeah. hip hop. Island music. he been on some gutter rap tracks. So like, <laughs> Grunge music. What's the new sound that the, the new sound called Uh drill music?
0: Yeah, drill music. Yeah, he got a, a but,
1: drill uh, England like sound with Fabio Farn on, on his uh latest release. And it sounds like a real England sound. Dark, heavy.
2: Well, wow, so is drill is drill music? Is that another job? Is that a new one? Or see, because I'm, I'm over here. The last note that
1: I know about drill music is to Chicago. Well, I'm gonna tell you, the new drill music is uh, New York rappers rapping over heavy dark England beats, like German type. Ah. Yeah, that's, that your sound that you was that you was creating when I met you is heavy in New York right now.
2: Oh, wow. That's crazy. Because I had a a friend, he was a journalist in um, England a long time ago. I forgot the company he worked for, but he used to play me so many different type of trap, dubstep, because a lot of that dubstep came from England. That dubstep, that garage uh, music, that all that different patterns came from um, England, from them DJs. And um, I, it's crazy. I, we just you talked about because I was looking at a um unsung documentary about the Chicago house sound, mm. and when the dude Frankie Knuckles went to England, a lot of the Brits and stuff was taking the music and redoing it. Oh, and so that's how it just came back to America. So Frankie Knuckles started a lot of that. That's crazy. <laughs> was that's- it was it Frankie Knuckles? Frank Knuckles, something like that, but he passed, but he was yeah, a major house DJ in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he said he got so saturated he went to England. This was a long time, this was like this, 80s, 70s, 80s, something like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's learning, but like, I, but like I said, I look at all the di- documentaries learning every day or something about different music, musicians, see sometimes I watch about the animals in the ocean if I wanna <laughs> know. Yeah. But yeah, it's just like the sound the sounds I I think are just coming around the world and, and people of the younger generation are hearing new stuff from this side and then say in New York, like that's the birth of hip hop, so I can see how that
1: but, see how that goes. Well if you think about it nowadays, the world is actually small. Like when we was young and before it was internet, we used to think the world was big, but the internet has made the world small. My, exactly my yep. opinion of it.
2: Yeah, it, it is. And it's just like the town I moved to, uh, Ravstein, um Ramstein, Germany is like the biggest air, military air base or whatever the biggest. But when I got here, I was like, man, this somebody else told me, they was like, this is the biggest, the smallest air base. Because it's mm-hmm. kind of, you start running around the same circle. And when you're on a certain schedule, your daily schedule, you start running around the same people that's on that same daily schedule.
0: Yeah. Or
2: nightly schedule, kind of. Mm. Mm. But yeah. But yeah, the, uh, the the music. Yeah, I would say that yeah, the, the pop sound is big, and the, that's crazy because the drill. I, like when you said, it, I was like, the, I'm thinking, I'm thinking like Chief Chicago. Chief and, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it's the same thing with trap when that came back out. Like everybody was like, you ain't heard trap yet, and I was like, what do you mean? I've been heard trap. I was like, GZTI. All oh, and they was like, no, nah, it's a different trap out there. I was like, ah, okay, it's a, a different, it's a bigger sound. Yeah, it's
1: global trap now, like the uh, yeah. EDM-type trap.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Walker so Flocker stepped into that genre. I, have you heard of the artist Pop Smoke?
2: Yeah. Uh, I don't know what he be saying, but he got that song, Everybody Be Saying in the Club. I'll be right there with him. Now, uh, how, something to
1: party. How does that, pro- if you listen to a couple of his songs back to back, how does his production sound to you like? That doesn't sound like American production to me. Uh,
2: it it sounds like that. Type, like when I heard that, I jammed it. Like I wasn't really even paying attention to what he was saying because that sound. It sounds like the um. It sounds like the England sound or the French the, or French production. Yeah.
1: And that's the New York because drill. That, that's the New York drill. Wow.
2: Yeah. Because when I heard it, it was something, something all myself, I was like, <laughs> hey,
1: I'll "Leave will to the <laughs>
0: I got <laughs> the day. I'm getting retarded. That's what.
2: Yeah. You know, I was like, I don't know what he's saying right now. Like the first time I heard, it, I was like, I don't know what. But now, I even when I DJ now, it's on my playlist. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, uh, but by. yeah, I mean,
2: th- them sounds is dope.
1: Yeah, yeah, them sounds is. It's so the world's small now, and everything is just blended. Every, yeah, the whole world is just. A I kind of like it scene. though. Cause, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. I kind of like it, though.
1: So uh, what our instruments do you play, though, Cam? I know you know what I'm saying. You're a beast in the production world. So what our instruments can Cam just pick up and say, let's do it? Um, I
2: can uh, Just give me a keyboard. I can play the piano, and I can play the drums. Mm-hmm. Um, and I teach drum lessons. But uh, the way I started playing the piano, because my mom's a band teacher, and she still teaches She teaches band to this day excuse me, she's been teaching for like 37 years. But um, she started me on the piano, but I was too busy by it. Like I was always moving and stuff and wasn't paying attention. I was, she was always give me that, that quick mom plug, bow, pay bow pay
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> So then my, my dad suggested the drums and my mom was like, no, nobody was gonna play the drums in the house. Nobody was gonna play the drums in the house. So one Christmas I got the drums and she seen how serious I took it. I was practicing and playing every day. Mm-hmm. every minute I could get, and she was just like, okay, you're going to do this. So as I, I got older, she's, but she took the steps to put me in the right programs and stuff because I was like, I just want to play the drums and go go make some money. She was like, no, you're going to go to school, you're going to learn how to read music, and then you can make more money. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
2: So having that guidance um, had, had me stick with stick with music. But yeah, I started yeah on the piano, learning the scales and stuff, and then I was putting together my own chords and then listening to other styles of music. And I would just run back to the piano and hit one key, and then once you hit one piano key, you just find the next chord that matches with it. It's just put it's putting together, uh, like filling out a color book. Yeah. If it don't go, if it don't go, it don't go. If you cover all the line, get back in line.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So, uh, like I heard you say that you teach uh drum classes or whatever in a school. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, can anybody come to this class and get taught or is it a certain age group or a certain style? The,
2: I would the the um I have the the age is all open. I started I started Drum Lessons for Beginners. You can find it on um, Facebook, mm-hmm. Drum Lessons for Beginners. But um, I started in Japan like two thousand seven. Mm-hmm. And so I started doing it with the community center and so I did have an age group or an age limit, but then I started realizing some of the older folks that had a love for music and I guess it had the encouragement. They, they pick it up a little bit later on. So they wanted to do it too. So now I, I have my own business, uh, license here in Germany yeah. to teach drum lessons. So I opened it up to all ages. So the, the minimum I'll say six. Cause when I was in Japan, this kid, his pops came up to me, of course, in the church and he said, my son plays the drums, but can you teach him? And he said, he's six. And I was just like, oh man, okay. I, I got to check him out. Mm-hmm. Shoot, I came to church the next Sunday, the kid was playing the drums. Oh, I man. couldn't really, I couldn't tell if it was an adult or, and I was like, man, who is that? And he was like, that's my son. And I was like, what do you need me to teach him? Cause he was doing, but when I saw how he was playing, I said, okay, I got you. Cause this kid could play, He this was like natural talent. All I taught him was basically the right form, how to sit in your chair, like, you know, the correct play. Cause he was, he was playing like I was, we had the beat, we good. So I'll just teach him how to hold the sticks, the right side stick. What type of drum heads he was playing, the size of the cymbals, different techniques, different genres. Where I left, where I took off with him was almost like taking off with somebody that's been playing for 10 years already. So it's just different. So that's why I made it acceptable to six year olds, seven year olds, because I also taught preschool for five years. I was a preschool, the lead preschool teacher.
0: Yeah. So
2: I had three year olds to five year olds. So, I, and I'm an active person anywhere, so it was like, as long as you have energy, so I, I created different ways of teaching. So we march and we have uh, like drum, like I have quarter notes or something, I'll put the notes around the room and we have to I hide the notes. And we gotta march to the beat, to the metronome back until we find all the, all the right notes and stuff. And so I just come up with different ways to, to keep those kids engaged of learning. And then by the time they put them sticks in their hands and they're playing them drums, they have the right technique, their parents are happy. They learning, they having fun learning, and I feel like I get something. I'm giving back, and you know, just mm. something you're doing something positive. And then I have had some students that just didn't have a rhythm bone in their body, and <laughs> and I've done like a month with them, and I just had to speak to the parents like, hey, he might you might want to do piano, or you might want maybe even take him on the soccer field. Yeah. But so you have to be straight up with some of these parents that oh, he's gonna be a drummer, he's gonna play every instrument, but no, it's not like that. It's yeah, I, I make it a fun, and it's. 30 minutes per per lesson once a week. So we're not here all day looking at the paperwork, but yeah,
1: it's, <laughs> it's cool. So and I got you, a music you, room downstairs. teacher you would teach a, a, a man of my age how to play the drums, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah,
2: I, 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 taught, um, I would say, well I'm not gonna put your age out there, but I'll try to owe the cap. <laughs>
1: yeah, oh, I, shoot, I'm, I was born in 1980, I'm cool, man. <laughs> I'm cool. Yeah,
2: so so I'm a, I'm only I'm only seven years younger. I'm going to 87.
0: Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I'm talking older folks. But in that in that part too, I can make the lessons a little bit longer because they have the patience to sit down, and I can show them how to write up the music staff and put the uh, common time signature or, or what's three four time or you know what, what the signs are, and they have the they have the um, the what is it, the patience to sit there, and I can teach teach to them. With the kids, it's more, more uh, active, more, more activities. You know what I'm saying to, yeah. to get them to learn mentally because playing the drums, I already know. It. If, you're, if you, if you want to play the drums, you are hyper. You have some type of <laughs> brain, brain power where you keep moving because that's how I was.
1: Can a person, how, can could, a, can a person injure themselves playing the drums? Like because I yeah, said, yeah, that's why you got to <laughs> teach them how to hold the sticks right and. Yeah, because if you're if you bring them too high,
2: you get excited, you pop yourself in the eye. Or if you hold holding the stick wrong, uh, it can lead to later damage when you get older, like off-riders and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. If you're playing wrong, um, your, your, your legs, if you're not um, controlling the bass pedal right. But that comes with learning the right steps, because when you learn the right steps, you start gaining your own custom way of playing, and then you have the knowledge like, okay, this is not the right way. This is how I need to do it. Okay. So then you become, you get your own style. So then you get older, you play longer, you see more different experienced drummers. Then they create their own style because there, there was a drummer. Uh, I want to say it's a rock band. This dude, he played with one hand.
0: Yeah, mm.
2: he, had, he had an arm cut off or something. He a monster. But he played with one. What was it? Death, not not death. Two sticks. But I, I,
1: I, two sticks with one. I don't hand. get the rock people mad at me. Not nah, that. But yeah, don't do that. Don't do. That. Yeah. <laughs> do he play two sticks with one hand or one stick? You mean two hands and two sticks? No, you said he had one. St- uh, he had one hand was cut off.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. One, one hand, one stick. Yeah.
1: Okay, okay, okay. I was wondering if it was one hand, two sticks. Nah, but he,
2: it was. a um, if, if anybody rock and roll listening to this, y'all, y'all, let me know what the name of that band is. But yeah, that dude was a beast, man. Yeah. He played with one, one arm.
1: Like he had one arm, like literally. <laughs> I said one hand. <laughs> I was supposed to say one arm. He didn't
2: have a whole arm or hand. But, yeah, that dude was a piece. So, it was just learning different styles and techniques. And, like, I'm pretty sure he was younger. He probably filled out, uh, figured out how to set up his kit, okay. how to get to different, different parts of the drum, stuff like that. But, yeah, just learning to the right, the correct way, and I think that's what my mom instilled into to me, was like, oh no, you're gonna go to school? Like, I went to high school and was going to a uh, rock sound music school.
1: At the same time? I think time. I
2: was like, at the same time, yeah, I was like 14, so I would uh, go to high school, go to basketball practice, then she would drop me off at the train station, I'd take the train maybe 30 minutes away, but that's how serious I was about music, like, she didn't have to worry about me not going to lessons, because of course, my, my mom would check. <laughs> yeah. She was spending a lot, but, I was like motivated, like, cause I was going a, a good, good amount of distance to do some other things, but
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah, I, I would get off and I would go to the music lessons and I would get picked up and that was, that was pretty much my, my days through high school. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I had that, that, uh, professional, that professional teaching from a professor cause the drummer, he actually played a few gigs with, uh, over here with the Fuji's and stuff. So. Mm. But it was a professional school, and um, yeah, he just showed me different styles, different techniques. How, taught me how to teach, because I teach my students the way he taught me.
1: And you must like, you you liked what you did at that time, because you're still doing the music and continuing to grow with the music and learning today.
2: Yep, yep. I mean, I, I love it, man. I, I still look at, uh, I still, uh, this is not from the drums, but on the production side, I still look at younger producers now coming up and still see how they... How they produce like they ask me, can how can I make this better? And I'll just go over and I'll see how they're working or whatever. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's pretty smart yeah, or whatever. So I
1: You can learn something from them yeah. after you teach them something,
0: yeah. Because
2: then they'll look, they'll be like, How did you do that? And I'll do it later. I'm like, All you have to do is move that or sh- shorten that wave and cut the sound off and then it travels. And they're like, What? <laughs> so yeah. it's like hand in hand, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, Yeah, I love it. Even, even different artists, I, I record still, but like, even different rappers, I, I like going to see. Mm-hmm. Now they record different techniques because it still changes. Even some of the production um, tools and programs, they're they kind of making it kind of uh, simpler for people now. They're like, you don't even have to learn music. Yeah. We ain't going to get into that like that. Oh, yeah, <laughs> so, you don't know just, no chords? You don't know how to sample? Hey, get this program. Bam.
1: <laughs> it's getting to a point where I, I talked to a young boy the other day. He said he, he recorded his whole album, mixed and mastered it on GarageBand. And the songs I, I listened it. to, I couldn't even tell he did that. They sound phenomenal.
0: I believe it.
2: Yeah. Man, I worked with a, a cat in, in uh, Florida when I was going to school in the recording art school. And that's when everybody was knocking fruity loose. But um, this was a prime example of knowing the it's the person who's running the program. So I had a cat making stuff on Pro Tools. And I was like, well, bring that back to me and get it mixed up, matched or whatever. And then dude was making stuff on Fruity Loops didn't tell me where he was making it. I was just bringing stuff. This, it was, sound. he had guitars, here everything. I was like, what are you using? He said, Fruity Loops. <laughs> I was like, your stuff sound better than the dude using Bluetooth. Yeah. And so was all in the user. and he had a knowledge of uh, the music stuff and the the programs and what he was doing. So yeah, that's, but yeah, he's, he's getting, man, you can do it. You can record on your phone if you really. <laughs>
1: yeah. That's a young boy. <laughs> they got man. Studio. It's a young boy, yeah. I know. His name K Y M Marco. He's cold with the uh, the Garage Band. Like it's it's ridiculous, mm-hmm. and he's a pop artist. Man, Garage Band is so dope. The Garage Band is pretty clean though.
2: Mm-hmm. Like I give him that. Like you said, I, I think I've viewed them in every program, but yeah,
1: Garage Band is one of the ones I I like. <laughs> so I got a, another like question to ask you. That's you know what I'm saying crazy to me when I first met you. Mm-hmm. Your name was. Cam Killer, where did the name come from? yeah and what made you decide to take the killer <laughs> out the name? Right. Where the name came from, Cam so when Killer.
2: Yeah, when I was in uh, middle school, like I said before, I was kind of wild, but I was making making beats and stuff everywhere. So everybody was like, man, he's killing the beats, he's killing the beats. And then uh, I guess every young man goes through these stages where he trying to get into some other things, some other activities and stuff. So I started um, selling guns and stuff. Mm. So that name stuck. But then I stopped doing that, but people kept calling me that.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> so then it just, I mean, it, it catch on. People knew from um, Cameron, from uh, Dipset. It, it was just like, can't kill again. So then when I got here to Germany, it wasn't matching what I was rapping about. It wasn't, and that's what I wasn't about when I when I started rapping when I was like 24, 25. Yeah. I did the my first mixtape was My World, then I did Canvas My Name. So it wasn't magic because I had some music on there with um, positive messages, just party songs. And actually, there was no song, never on there, about killing nothing. So <laughs> it, <laughs> on any of the CDs. So then I thought about it and I was doing that song, uh, Tell Me When It Turn Up, and it just came out like that. You can go on with that negative, you can take Killer out of my name. Yeah. And And that's how I did it from then. And then after that, actually, that's when I signed the record contract, uh, and they they changed they they left my name on the contract with just K A M M, and they was like that was smart. And actually promoting over here, like I'm trying to. well When I was starting, and starting getting on festivals and stuff, it didn't look good. We were doing a benefit concert future featuring Cam Killer.
0: Yeah, You're
2: like who? who we, we, ain't, you know, we ain't coming to that. ain't <laughs> <laughs> gonna kill
1: somebody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: Yeah. So yeah, it was just a, a, a more mature mind mind state, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just seeing like, okay, this is how we're gonna promote it. Then I was listening to the music. Then it was just like, okay, I make a party and bum music. I'm good with Cam. And even when I DJ, people were like, so what's your DJ name? I'm like Cam. What's your rap name? Cam. What's your Instagram? Cam is my name. Yeah. And
1: like, <laughs> Cam is my. And so name. it's just That's
2: how that came about. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's up. That's yeah. So. Like, I mean, my old, old friends, I mean, like, I like, even if I get on the phone with you or something, I might see, might be Camp Killer like that. That's respectful, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know you from being around that, you know what I'm saying? But, I mean, new people, they don't, they they don't really Camp Killer. They don't even know. It just sounds cool. They were like, that sounds cool. But yeah. And most of the time when I, when I made it a point to be like, stop calling, like, I actually went (laughs) off on one person one night. It was like, yeah, go. Like, don't call me that. But then I just learn how to like if I don't bring it up, nobody else bring it up, and it is mm-hmm. and it's gone. So but then like, they all try to back. I really like,
1: be in tune with Cam. So I mm-hmm. see it's a single out. Is this a new single?
2: Uh, gotta, gotta new again? Got to come back. Oh, got to come back. No, that's what my sister Danielle Gray's now. she that, that that's my sister. She over here in Germany. She from North Carolina. Oh. But she used to sing with she used to sing with Trouble Funk and um uh, all, any Go Go band you can imagine she sang with them and so she's over here now touring and she's been over here I think six or seven years and so um yeah we took a family trip to Amsterdam and she used to live like ten minutes away from the studio and so when I would be in the studio too long I would go to her house sometimes because I would stay at the studio for like three or four days so I would go to her house for like just a few hours to get my mind out of the studio and I had that song. and I said, What you doing? I said, You wanna record? He said, Bro, you see, uh, you know I recorded and so when I, I brought to the studio she recorded that. So I recorded that maybe two years ago. Oh, man. And we did the video we did the video last year and then I just got it on Spotify and iTunes this year. And so that's why a lot of people think it's new. But hey y'all if y'all tuned in, go to Spotify Cam, gotta come back future and down your graves
1: we gonna uh, we gonna play a little piece, so i ain't gonna give them too much Cam. All right. i ain't gonna i ain't gonna give them too much
2: and, oh ain't kill it kill it eat kill
1: it e, easy do a lot of key let's do it family full circle back we was in world play like Hey, y'all, go cop that man. That's enough right there. Now that's thirty seconds. The now. dude,
2: the, the the guy rapping right there, the artist right there, his name is uh, Killer E Eric Keller. He's from uh, Gastonia, mm. and uh, he's from Gastonia. And he linked me up. Oh man, this I I'm gonna say it, you know, I'm sad now. But <laughs> he linked me up with this. He linked me up with this guy. He produced this song on my first CD, Antoine Fox. Yeah, and he linked me up with him long time ago. And I was trying to get Antoine over here on the label for, for for many reasons. He was sending us so many tracks. And so Antoine anyway kept working and kept grinding and kept doing what he's doing. He started this place. He had a studio in North Carolina. I forgot, the audio box or something like that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, long story shorter, he's one of one of the dopest producers now and was uh, produced a lot of shit on the babies album. Mm-hmm. Uh, his Yeah his name is I got 20 on my beat now I got 20, uh, 20 on my beat I done, something heard,
1: like that. I done heard that I done heard that I got 20 on my beat yes. I done heard that before
2: That's my homie So yeah <laughs> But that's how I
1: got connected By the guy
2: that's on that song Killy E on uh, Gotta Come Back
1: <laughs> oh, That's what's up man That's what's up That's crazy So Count like I know Man I ain't I don't, I don't chief no more I'm, reti- mm-hmm. I'm a retired chief Okay, so I don't know if you don't retire yet or whatever, but no, I have not. I'm a I'm a,
2: a firm firm believer in smoking pot to the fullest. I don't promote it. Like you got to do it, but if you do do it, do it responsibly. And mm-hmm. yeah,
1: so, are <laughs> so you still a connoisseur? I said yeah. So Yep, I'm I'm uh I'm trying to get my own papers actually. Mm. <laughs> Mm, I might could help you with that. We might need to talk further about that, my brother. Uh, that's what, that's what I'm looking forward to. <laughs> yeah. So the question I had was, is is it legal in Germany?
2: It is not legal. You can still go to jail for it. Oh. But they have like a, it's like an understood uh, rule. It's almost like um, if you have under. Uh, let's say 0. 0.5 or 0. 0.7 grams that'll leave you alone if you get caught with it. That'll throw you away, give you a little on a chicken or something. Yes. But if you got more than that, you can deal with an a-hole and they might try to do a or something like that. But it's more uh, accepted over here in certain parts, I would say, because I've been over here. Like I said, I, I grew up, I was born here, grew up here. So you got to kind of know your area. You got to can't be in the middle. You can't be at a bus stop and smoking a split. Mm-hmm. But um, they got they got uh, the CBD shops here. It's getting closer to it. And they have the medical the yeah. medical use over here. So that that's cool. So they've taken steps forward to legalize it. And like Luxembourg, it's another country, but it's only like an hour away from where I live at. They yeah. just uh, legalize it. And so I think it's becoming more acceptable. But like I said, I, that's what I really rap about is peace. Yeah. Peace, pot, and positivity. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. That's what you told me. I, f- I didn't forget what you said your genre was on the last podcast. Now,
2: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that
2: was supposed to be. It was supposed to be. That was supposed to be the name of one of my albums, Peace, Pot, and Positivity. That's what that uh, that aroma album. Did I
1: show you that album cover? Nah, you. I ain't see that Peace, Pot, and Positivity. Oh man, I had that
2: cover done for two years. Corey did that. The, the, matter of fact, the dude that, that's on this, the uh, created the CUI. He did the cover for that. That joke is so cool because it's it's a uh, a white bird that represents the positivity, and then the he's, the bird is smoking the joint with the pot, and then there's something else is like the aroma is the peace. Oh, but okay. yeah, it was... And, and
1: ain't too late positivity. to release yeah. that, Ken. The world need that.
2: The Man, world that, needs that, that album cover is cool, but right now, I think I'm going to have to change the name of it. Oh, I'm just going to have to keep that cover something else, because the next album is is going to be called Damn they Famous, and I'm going to... Um, yeah. Okay, okay. Damn, Damn they're famous. I'm gonna give everybody what they wanna hear. All oh, the the funk the old school. Like I I got some funk stuff on there, but yeah, I I said now because we we already working on the graphics, but the graphics is just a a, a crate mm. that nobody's opened yet. And it's gonna say damn they're famous wrapped in caution. Mm. So when y'all open when y'all when y'all listen to the um album, y'all gonna get exactly some music you ain't heard, what you haven't expected from me and stuff that you used to hear from me, all of it. I ain't even saying it's all lyrical and stuff like that. It's just uh, it's gonna be jamming. I'm putting skits in there and everything.
1: It's cam. It's it's genuinely cam. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. It's about to be. Yeah. <laughs> genuinely cam. Yeah. You, yeah, you, you said something. I, I I the last question I'm gonna ask you. You said something. You said something just now that I'm gonna give him the phone. Mm-hmm. I'm
0: gonna give him. Oh the phone.
1: yeah. Okay. Oh yeah.
2: It's one right now on, uh, on uh, Spotify, Cam, uh, Digits. That's one of my mom's favorite ones. And, uh, my pops, like all her friends, they love that one. Yeah. And then I said, I got another one with a bass player, but Digits is, um, uh, yeah, it, it reminds, like it has a new funky sound, but it's just give me your phone number. Give me your, give me your, give me your Digits. Give it your phone. And then the bass is. And boy, that thing,
1: that thing funky, you turn it up. So, 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 that is, so that's the song we're going to ride out with when the podcast's over with Digi. Let's the do it. Let's gonna... <laughs> that's
2: it. That was shit right there. Okay. Uh, I told y'all some time to get my day started.
1: I just purchased it right now.
2: Oh, yeah. Hey, man, when you listen, it's, When you listen to it, send me a message back what you think about it. Cause yeah, yeah, it's a story from verse one to verse two. It is all about stuff that's going on now and how
1: we used to do. And the cover got a (laughs) yellow rotary phone. (laughs) Yup. Okay. See, I'm quick, Cam, I'm (laughs) quick, I'm quick. He own it. Okay. Jack podcast is on it. <laughs> so, <laughs> My dog, man. My dog. I, I appreciate you coming on, man, for part two, man. I don't want to take too much of your time. We, I done took an hour. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no. We good. This might be the
2: best time to do it. Right?
1: <laughs> yeah, I done took an hour for my brother. And I got one question. I know you down with the phone I rock with mm-hmm. the funk. I grew up oh, on yes. the phone The first hip-hop songs I love. Have funk in it with Dwayne yeah, so. Yo, yes, man. <laughs> one gotta go though. Okay, one gotta go. All right. One of these groups gotta go, and uh. Okay. <laughs> it's the Funkadelics, <laughs> the Isley mm. Brothers, the Ohio uh, Players, and mm. Earth and Earth Wind and Fire. Which one gotta go? Duh. Oh
2: man, that's a hard one. The Irish Is- brothers gotta go.
1: Oh <laughs> God! The Is- over the Ohio, I-, I was gonna say the Ohio players had to go.
2: No man, because that's a lot of funk happening in Ohio where uh, <laughs> Bo- Bootsy and all of them come from. Ohio. Yeah, like I'm a funk head, I know where a lot of them come from, and a lot of that funk came from uh, Ohio. Oh. Yeah, There's
1: too that's much funk sound- to get rid of the Ohio players in it.
2: Yeah, nah. George Clinton came through there like the um, and Rod Ivy he didn't pay his taxes. No, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't
1: pay his funk taxes. That's what he did.
2: But I playing, but nah, I would say I I, I listen to more Ohio players, and I actually got to see the Ohio players. Okay. okay. Uh, they came through one year to the um, was it the Ohio? Players? It was the Ohio. Players. They came through the uh, Kung, Kunga Festival one Kung time.
1: Festival. I was there. I remember that now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 oh I was like wait a minute, I've seen them I was like <laughs> yeah yeah do they still do that do they do the Kuma festival well, you know they got the corona festival in the states right now, and I'll leave <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> hey, they ain't nothing open
2: man they open in the clubs here and everything I said, no no, no, man they just had a grand open. we're able to do gigs and stuff here, but this all uh, measured and take out, and everything is done right but uh yeah, but I can't wait till the corona stuff is over there. And mm. I'm going to say this before we get out of here. Hey, y'all, don't let them them fake festivals scam y'all out your money. Mm. <laughs>
0: I've
2: seen a lot of posters and festivals, like, listen, 40 artists are going to be there. I, I can tell you for so sure, they ain't, ain't going to be there. Yeah, it's going to be 15.
1: So be careful when you purchase your tickets these days. It's going to yeah. be 15 artists, even if, even if they even show up or the show happens, period.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. be careful. I don't know what made. I don't know what came to my to my universe to say that on this platform. But y'all, be careful where y'all spending y'all money. On these
1: <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, I'm gonna tell the people follow Cam. Anywhere you can follow Cam. Cooking under Most the definitely. influence is the dopest show online on social oh, media. Yeah,
2: and they, it's on Instagram and on Facebook. It's coming to YouTube next. But yeah, cooking under the influence. Uh yeah, you type that in right on Instagram or Facebook.
1: Man, that's a dope show. And uh, what's the new music? What's the new album you t- you said coming out again?
2: We, I'm not gonna put a date on it, but the name the name and the title of it is damn near famous.
1: Damn near famous.
2: I know yeah. it's gonna be fire. Yeah. <laughs> that's what's up, man. And yeah, so we're gonna have like I said, a funk, some not too much rap, but rock trap because I like that live instrumentation sound. So it all it. All of that man is just going
1: to be all together, and I would say eighty eighty two percent of it's done. Yeah. mm. Okay, so don't mm-hmm. put a date on the account because I'm I'm gonna be looking for it for real. Yeah, I ain't gonna put a date on it yet because I got I gotta finish up some
2: videos first.
1: But <laughs> <laughs> that's what's up. That's what's up, my brother. Hey man, yep. it's six a.m. over here. It's a little, <laughs> it's, it's noon over there, man.
2: It is noon, 6 a.m. It was a pleasure to be here on Trevor Jackson Podcast Show, man. Shout out to everybody that's supporting, and y'all keep supporting this man doing great things.
1: Hey, keep killing the count. Here go digits right now, live. Oh, that's some shit. We out. Give me your phone. Give me your phone. Give me your
0: your, 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 your,
2: phone. Uh, you yeah, that baseline. Two. <laughs> <chill. laughs>
1: Have a blessed day, my brother. Most definitely,
2: man. Dude, I'm, I'm gonna keep listening to it. I don't want to Facebook. I don't want to Snapchat. We is all man.
0: we do it all too.
1: Is this still recording? <laughs> I can edit it, my ah.
0: dad. <laughs> 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 <Chill. laughs> the Trevor <laughs> Jackson Podcast.